want to wish a mazel tov to Rabbi Yudin. Uh, Rabbi Yudin has a brand new, uh, many of you know, uh, Rabbi Yudin has a brand new um, a sefer, brand new uh, a book of the Torah thoughts that has been released. And now that it's Parshish Noah, we are highly recommending it. It actually has a subtitle, This Week We Are Privileged, because, of course, Rabbi Yudin has begun that way for many, many years, over three decades, each and every Friday at JM and the AM. So check it out. And again, Mazal Tov to Rabbi Yudin on a great accomplishment. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Noach. Parshas Noach spans the second 1,000 years of civilization. We start with the Dor HaMabul, the generation of the flood, that unfortunately God had to literally annihilate and wipe out civilization. And the parsha ends with the Dor HaFlaga, the generation that is dispersed, that attempted to build a tower, literally uh, trying to attack God. Interestingly, the major sin that the Torah attributes to the opening part of the parsha, the Dor Hamabo, is that of Hamas, robbery, the breakdown of man to man. And there, God says, with this, I cannot keep the world functioning. The end of the Parsha, where man is getting along with man, but he attempts his attack on God, there, God disperses man. I'd like to just call your attention. There is certain Rashis that enjoy greater notoriety than others. So, at the very beginning of the Parsha, indeed the very first verse, where the Torah tells us that Noah was an Ish Tzadik, and he was he was perfect in his generations. So the famous Rashi tells us that There are those of our rabbis that understand this verse in praise of Noach. Koshkein most certainly had he lived in a generation with other righteous persons he would have been even a greater a more righteous individual but there are others there are others that unfortunately understand this in a negative way towards Noah, namely the Fitoro Hoyot Sadik. Only 
in comparison to his generation, was he a righteous man? Had he lived in Abraham's time, he would not have been of any real significance. So just as this Rashi is a rather famous one, I want to share with you a famous Medrash. The Medrash is found on the verse at the beginning of Shishi in chapter 9, verse 21, 20, where the Torah tells us that after the flood, Noah, the man of the earth, debased himself and planted a vineyard. Rashi understands the word Vayochel Osa Atzmo Chulen, literally the opposite of sacred. He should have engaged first with other plantings more staple, such as wheat, and instead he planted the vineyard. On this verse, the Bereshis Rabbah in chapter 36, paragraph 3, teaches in the name of Rabbi Brachia, Chaviv Moshe Minoach. Moshe was more beloved than Noach. Why? Noach, Mishenikra Ish Tzadik. Noach, a very opening verse of the Torah, is called a righteous man. But then, unfortunately, what happens to him? Nikra Ish Adama. He ends up in the verse. Did you know that Israeli wines consistently win gold medals, trophies, and receive high scores? Bullied, there the Torah refers to him as they do, the daughters of Yisrael, as an Ish Mitzri, literally an Egyptian man, and ultimately he ends up Ish Ho'elo Kim. In Zos HaBracha, Moshe is given the greatest accolade that he is literally the man of God. Moshe goes up and Noach comes down. What is it about these two? So it's clear. Rashi tells us at the beginning of the parasha that why does God choose to save Noach and his family via an ark? After all, says Rashi, Harbe shluchim lamakom. God can save mankind in many ways. And therefore, why did God bother him that he should build the ark? Rather, Rashi cites from the Tanchuma that he should be busy building the ark for 120 years. And the people should ask him, Noah, what are you doing? 
and he would respond to them. God is going to bring a flood to the world. Hopefully, he could have, should have prevailed upon the generation that they should repent. Unfortunately, he did not. And so, he is known as that tzaddik in Pelz. He's known as that righteous individual who, unfortunately, when it's cold, what does he do? He puts on a fur coat. He keeps himself warm. He saves himself and his immediate family. But he does not reach out and influence in a positive way his generation. And in fact, when the Torah tells us in chapter 7 that Noah enters the ark, Mipnei Mehabapul, because of the waters of the flood, Sarashi on the spot tells us that he himself was Noach Miktane Emuna. Literally, he was not among those who had great faith. He was Ma'amin Ve'eno Ma'amin. He was vacillating. What? Would the flood come or not? Now, what does that mean? It means, unfortunately, Noach did not have enough faith in himself that he could do it, and enough faith that what? That he can influence, and enough faith in the people that they could do tshuva. Contrast Moshe Rabbeinu with the Torah tells us in chapter 2 of Shmos. Vayigdal Moshe, as soon as Moshe matured, what does he do? Vayetze el echav, Moshe goes out to his brethren. How can I help? Moshe is the personification of the true leader, and unfortunately, Noah, what is named after him in the Haftorah that we're not going to read this Shabbos, because it is this Shabbos, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, and we read a different Rosh Haftorah, but in the Haftorah that would have been for Parshas Noah from chapter 54 in Yeshaya, what does the Navi say? Ki may Noach, so waters are known as the waters of Noach. What does he leave? He leaves named after him the flood. Very, very tragic. This lesson and the contrast between Noach and his inability to influence others and Moshe's great ability to reach out and touch so many is especially poignant for a very sad poll which came out this week. A Pew poll came out whereby, and I'm going to read to you just one or two paragraphs, it is most jarring, most sobering, and certainly most disturbing. And I read to you, quote, the first major survey of American Jews in more than 10 years finds a significant rise in those who are not religious, marry outside the faith, and not raising their children Jewish, resulting in rapid assimilation that is sweeping through every branch of Judaism except the Orthodox. Now, this is, as I mentioned, so sobering. And therefore, how do we respond to this? And I really believe that one need not have a title of rabbi. 
of social worker. One needs to be a proud Jew. And if you are a proud Jew, you have to feel yourself deputized by this kind of very jarring, stark article to remind us that we have a great responsibility, a responsibility of communicating proud and positive aspects of being a Jew to your co-workers, to your co-workers who are not yet observant. And if they're not going to have a Shabbos meal yet, and you can't invite them for whatever the reason to your Shabbos meal, then bring them a challah to work on Friday. Be comfortable about talking about your religious life. Don't hide it and sweep it under the carpet. Just the opposite. The idea that too often, unfortunately, the impression that is given is that of, quote, Vishver Tzizayin Ayid, how difficult and trying it is to be Jewish. And this is the wrong message that we're sending. Just the opposite. The beauty, the fulfillment, this is what we have to try to get that message out, starting in our own homes and certainly to our neighbors, a very important factor. But, of course, this wakes us up and reminds us of our responsibility, but I want to share with you a brilliant insight of Rav Salavechik coming from one of his tshuva drashos and he points out something very very fascinating and that is as follows to be a believing Jew you have to believe in Jews now what does that mean? Of course to be a believing Jew you have to believe in the 13 major principles of our faith as itemized by the Rambam. And the first one is that God is the Bore and Mani, that He is the Creator and He is the one that guides history. No question about it. But in addition, we have to believe in Jews. Now what does that mean? So the Rav said very sharply, the twelfth of the thirteen anima mins is anima min I believe with complete and perfect faith that the Messiah is going to come. And even though he tarries, still I anticipate and I wait every day that he will come. Now listen carefully. The Gemara in Sanhedrin has a debate between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Is the Mashiach going to come with the Jewish people repenting, doing tshuva, or even without. And the Rambam paskins in 
chapter 7 of Hilchos Tshuva, Halacha Hey, like Rebbe Leezer, and he says as follows, the Kol Kulam, all of the prophets, Tzivu Al they all commanded and told the Jewish people that you must repent. And the Rambam says, V'ein Yisrael Nigolin and we will never be redeemed until Tshuva is done. Ayayay, so the listening audience and everybody might say to themselves, what's going to be? So listen to his next golden words, Ukvar Hifticha Torah. There's no other way to translate those words. The Torah has already promised. The Torah has assured us Shesof Yisrael Lasos Tshuva that in the end the Jewish people will do tshuva. We will repent. And there will be a redemption. As dismal as this poll indicates, the belief, and more than that, the absolute assurance that Netzach Yisrael lo yishaker, that the Jewish people will, God forbid, never be exterminated and never be uh, extinct. And the relationship between God and the Jewish people is one that is eternal. This is what comes out. But more important, we cannot follow the footsteps of Noah and unfortunately not have faith in the people. Just the opposite. To be a believing Jew you have to believe in Jews. And therefore, let's remind ourselves, the product that we have called Torah, which is divine, and as He is eternal, so too is His product, and it is so meaningful. We who are privileged to live by the Torah know how special it is, and we have to share this special lifestyle the special way of life with our co-workers and all that we come in contact to in a positive way. Please God, trying and doing everything we can to reverse this terrible pole. Shabbat Shalom and a good Chodesh to all.